The Square Egg and Other Sketches by Saki. Read by Richard Crowest. The Comments of Moon Car. Moon Car, cultivator of rice and philosophic virtues, sat on the raised platform of his cane built house by the banks of the swiftly flowing Irrawaddy. On two sides of the house there was a bright green swamp which stretched away to where the uncultivated jungle growth began. In the bright green swamp, which was really a rice field when you looked closely at it, bitterns and pond herons and elegant cattle egrets stalked and peered with the absorbed air of careful and conscientious reptile hunters who could never forget that, while they were undoubtedly useful, they were also distinctly decorative. In the tall reed growth by the riverside, grazing buffaloes showed in patches of dark slaty blue like plums fallen amid long grass, and in the tamarind trees that shaded Munkar's house, the crows, restless, raucous-throated, and much too many, kept up their incessant afternoon din, saying over and over again all the things that crows have said since there were crows to say them. Munkar sat smoking his enormous green-brown cigar, without which no Burmese man, woman, or child seems really complete, dispensing from time to time instalments of worldly information for the benefit and instruction of his two companions. The steamer, which came upriver from Mandalay thrice a week, brought Munkar a Rangoon news sheet in which the progress of the world's events was set forth in telegraphic messages and commented on in pithy paragraphs. Munkar, who read these things and retailed them as occasion served to his friends and neighbours, with philosophical additions of his own, was held in some esteem locally as a political thinker. In Burma, it is possible to be a politician without ceasing to be a philosopher. His friend Mung Thwa, dealer in teakwood, had just returned downriver from distant Barmo, where he had spent many weeks in dignified, unhurried chaffering with Chinese merchants. The first place to which he had naturally turned his steps, bearing with him his beetle-box and fat cigar, had been the raised platform of Munkar's cane-built house under the tamarind trees. The youthful Mung Shugalay, who had studied in the foreign schools at Mandalay and knew many English words, was also of the little group that sat listening to Munkar's bulletin of the world's health and ignoring the screeching of the crows. There had been the usual preliminary talk of timber and the rice market and sundry local matters, and then the wider and remoter things of life came under review. "'And what has been happening away from here?' asked Mung Thua of the newspaper reader. Away from here comprised that considerable portion of the world's surface which lay beyond the village boundaries. "'Many things,' said Mung Ka reflectively but principally two things of much interest and of an opposite nature. Both, however, concern the action of governments. Mung Thua nodded his head gravely, with the air of one who reverenced and distrusted all governments. The first thing of which you may have heard on your journeyings, said Mung Ka, is an act of the Indian government which has annulled the not long ago accomplished partition of Bengal. "'I heard something of this,' said Mung Thua, "'from a Madrasi merchant on the boat journey. "'But I did not learn the reasons that made the government take this step. "'Why was the partition annulled?' 
"'Because,' said Munkar, "'it was held to be against the wishes of the greater number of the people of Bengal. "'Therefore the government made an end of it.' Mungthwa was silent for a moment. "'Is it a wise thing the government has done?' he asked presently. "'It is a good thing to consider the wishes of a people,' said Munkar. "'The Bengalis may be a people who do not always wish what is best for them. "'Who can say?' but at least their wishes have been taken into consideration, and that is a good thing. "'And the other matter of which you spoke?' questioned Mungthwa, "'the matter of an opposite nature.' "'The other matter,' said Mungkar, "'is that the British government has decided on the partition of Britain. "'Where there has been one parliament and one government, "'there are to be two parliaments and two governments.' and there will be two treasuries and two sets of taxes. Mungthwa was greatly interested at this news. And is the feeling of the people of Britain in favour of this partition? he asked. Will they not dislike it as the people of Bengal dislike the partition of their province? The feeling of the people of Britain has not been consulted, and will not be consulted, said Mungkar. The act of partition will pass through one chamber where the government rules supreme, and the other chamber can only delay it a little while, and then it will be made into the law of the land. But is it wise not to consult the feeling of the people? asked Mungthwa. Very wise, answered Mungkar, for if the people were consulted they would say no, as they have always said when such a decree was submitted to their opinion. And if the people said no, there would be an end of the matter, but also an end of the government. Therefore it is wise for the government to shut its ears to what the people may wish. But why must the people of Bengal be listened to, and the people of Britain not listened to? asked Mungthwa. Surely the partition of their country affects them just as closely. Are their opinions too silly to be of any weight? The people of Britain are what is called a democracy, said Mungkar. A democracy? questioned Mungthwa. What is that? A democracy, broke in Mungshugale eagerly, is a community that governs itself according to its own wishes and interests by electing accredited representatives who enact its laws and supervise and control their administration. Its aim and object is government of the community in the interests of the community. Then, said Mungthwa, turning to his neighbour, if the people of Britain are a democracy... I never said they were a democracy, interrupted Mungkar placidly. Surely we both heard you, exclaimed Mungthwa. Not correctly, said Mungkar. I said they are what is called a democracy. Thank you.